we're back. Welcome to Comedy Club. Uh, Gamescom edition. Hope you're all excited because I'm excited. Gamescom uh, hype. Yeah, it's it's. I love this time of year, man. It's just like we know what's coming out now. I mean, for the most part, there's still stuff I think that's probably not talked about. That's like 2023, late 2022. But man, we are looking at a stack release for the next couple like months. It's like from September to February. It's just gonna be like good luck finding free time to do anything. Exactly. I mean. It's like, oh, you play MMOs? <laughs> Enjoy nothing yeah, new ever. I, I, I would love to take a week off to play Guardians, but that's not going to happen. No. Um, might take a long weekend, though. I could probably swing that. Uh, as always, I'm Hunter Davenport. With me, Frank Stetson. And we are here to bring you the hottest of Gamescom takes today. That is correct. Yeah. We're, we're here to talk about the games, my friend. Um, so... And- and we're only one one and a half days into this. I know it's that's the crazy part to me is like there's still a lot more Gamescom. Yeah, there's so much more Gamescom. Like you know, there's gonna be some big release by the end of this weekend. Yep. Something that we just we're not expecting at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're, we're gonna get that finally. Duke Nukem Forever two. It's coming. Oh yeah, I'm sure Gearbox is right on top of that. God, I fucking hate Randy Fitchford. All right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So last night was the. Um, what, one Night Live, Jeff Keighley's little... Opening event. Night Live, Opening yeah. Night Live, there it is. I was like, ONL, what's the O stand for? Saturday Night Live. Well, it's Thursday, actually. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but actually, the opening, like, the little pre-thing was actually kind of informative. There's was. a few good games that were revealed, and you know, one of them was, surprisingly enough, like, King of Fighters 15. Yeah, uh, that was announced a couple, a month ago, I think, um... I will not be playing this because it has Saudi Arabian flood money on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia has an investment company that owns part of SNK. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it's really backed by America. Got it. Got well, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all... We live in a nightmare hellscape where there's no ethical consumption under consumerism, so... Just buy whatever you want at this point, man. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. No amount of boycotting is gonna save you. Live your good life. But I didn't know that King of Fighters was still a thing. It is. It it, it recently came back. I mean, for fourteen. Um, now it's like it used to be these beautiful two D sprite based game, and now it's like CG game. But the gameplay's still there, so it's worth playing. Um, I love King of Fighters, honestly. Uh, I it's, love Terry in Smash Brothers. I do too. Terry's great. <laughs> Are you okay? Um, Terry is back. I think. Uh, yeah, he was. He was, he was there. He was revealed. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some. It looks good. I mean, uh, again, Saudi Arabian blood money, so it's hard to get excited. But hey, it, King of Fighters is back, man. Yeah, let's move on. We got Dolman, which I thought was a very Dolman. weird, like weird little like sci-fi. Third person thriller, yeah. something or other. This one didn't really catch my eye that much. Oh, and, yeah. and this is something I'm touching a lot. But I was like, we saw a cinematic, but nothing about the game. Yeah, those those drive me crazy. I can't stand those kind of reveals. I, I I said this before the show, but I think I think that's just a nature of the the COVID hellscape we're in right now. Is we're gonna see a lot more CG trailers before we see gameplay. What's the point then? Be, just pull Nintendo. Just show me everything, and then tell me it's going to be released in three months. It should be exactly Warner Brothers and Bethesda actually do this thing, the very exact thing. Is that they'll they'll show a game and be like, it's coming out four months from now. Um, they they didn't do it for Gotham Knights or any of that because of COVID, but like that is usually their go to is we'll show it when it's ready. 
Um, but yeah, games shouldn't be announced until, like, they're almost done, I think. I think that's the safest way to do it for, like, everybody involved. Right. Because whenever you're going to actually see Starfield. <laughs> I I hope my grandkids can see Starfield. <laughs> Listen, sir, you you swore by that February 2020. I know, but it's it's so funny to dunk on it though. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still think they're going to stick to that only because of um Microsoft being involved now. Um because now it's an exclusive and I'm sure Phil Spencer's like, "Hey, we need games. Let's like keep let's crank this thing I mean, out." Do they need games cuz they've got Game Pass and they're doing just fine there. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, there that, is that true triple A game. There is a like a portion of me who still is like we need more first person first party titles to Xbox, and I'm and I I can hear people out there screaming at me. There's like indie games and stuff. I'm like yes, and they're great, but like I mean, I want more Halos type stuff, man. I, I I'm I love indie games a whole lot, but I still enjoy playing first party big games too. Of course, we all yeah. do. Yeah. So, so, speaking of indies, the next one that was shown that I really caught my eye was Nobody Saves the World. A kind of a yeah. cute but creepy kind of action kind of RPG strange. kind of style thing. And I thought, hey, that gameplay actually looks really fun. You can kind of combine different characters yeah. and styles of gameplay. And I'm like, this really looks like the animation from Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it it's This is like, a lot of these games I really don't have too much to say about only because... Like the ones I do have much to say about are no shockers when once we get to them, but like, I, I, I this one this is one that caught my eye and I'm really looking forward to playing this. Um, yeah, yeah, just keep them. All right, well let's get right into the meat of this. Let's just hit with that that big big trailer that hit you with right off the top of the start of the oh, Gamescom uh, <laughs> opening night live. That sweet sweet Saints Row cinematic. Uh, I, okay. Tell I, me what you really think, Hunter. This trailer did nothing for me. It's just, and I and I get I get it. Uh, I I've played all the Saints Row games. There, I like two, three, and four. One is not worth playing in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I get it. The end of four ends with Earth being blown up, and you meet time traveling Jane Austen. What? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Okay, maybe I need to play this now. You need to play Saints Row. Start with three and four, and then if you are no, I, from like, what I understand, like this, there's just those two just are not worth playing at all. One and two is good. I like two a lot. One is just not a great game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three and four are the ones you really want to play. Um, but anyways, I I not feeling this tone, this trailer at all. I I don't. I, that, the, I do like that the the boss is still a customized level character. That's great. I just. Something about this is just rubbing me the wrong way. And they did show a teaser of the gameplay, and I'm sure that's going to be great. I'm sure, like, Volition is great at making, like, fun experiences. Um, And I'm sure it's going to be fun. I just, I'm getting Dead Rising 3 vibes off of this game, and I don't like that. Dead Rising 3 vibes? I got, like, GTA Super Clone vibes off this. Like, oh, hey, we're committing a heist. We're trying to make the gang be, take over the whole city. Like, okay, San Andreas, like, we've done this. We did this 14 years ago. I I thought that, too, but uh, after, like, reading the interview with uh, Volition about it, it's like, it sounds more of, it's just like, it's kind of like, um, how do I describe this? It's less GTA 5 and more of, like, there's just a bunch of rowdy teens. That's what you play as, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I the trailer did nothing for me. I hope they have a better trailer next time. It's just I want to see some actual gameplay. I do too. And they showed the teaser, and they're going to show gameplay soon. They that, said look, just like the rest of the cinematic. 
Yeah. You know? I mean, I, that's good if that's what the game looks like, but I was like, oh, I'm not really thrilled by this gameplay that I'm seeing. This 30-second yeah. clip of pre-rendered nonsense. I don't know. I just... I'm not feeling it so far. I hope to be proven wrong, but... Yeah. It's been eight years since we've got a new Saints run. That's part of the problem is that we it just has. haven't seen the series for so long. So it's like, okay, did it just go into hibernation? Was it dead? And here we are. Just in, in, was anyone really expecting a Saints Row game? Uh, yes, because they teased it about a week ago. <laughs> okay, well, I was not there for that. <laughs> I was not expecting a Saints Row game. Okay? I, I, honestly, I, I was expecting a reboot, and we got one. So, hey, what... I, w- I just want to see what, what, what this game is. Just show me what the game is. Is it going to be too serious, or are we um, going to be bereft of purple dildos again? It's going to... It's said they, they've kind of hinted that it's kind of the same tone as 3, so probably purple dildos. Okay, because you can't have Saints Row without at least one purple dildo. Yes. Exactly. Um, All right, so here we go, Hunter. Are you ready for this? Just yeah. I want you to get comfortable here. Like I yeah. want to make sure you're in a good place, a good yeah. place to sit. Okay, everyone, if you have at least 20 minutes, here we go. Hunter, tell me what you think about Marvel Midnight Suns. And okay, so, all right. So, Marvel is making a Midnight Suns game um, uh, based on, it seems like it's a run from the 90s called Rise of the Midnight Suns, um, where Lilith is kind of back from the dead and, like, Ghost Rider and all them have to fight Lilith. Um, I'm excited for this game, uh, not only because I'm a big Marvel shill, like, everyone who knows me, I'm like, I play every Marvel game, I watch every Marvel movie. Uh, I Every Wednesday, I watch What If, right now, that's my thing. Still haven't seen any of that yet. It's pretty good, you should watch it. I mean... I still have to watch Loki, so I'm a little behind. I'm always yeah, one series you'll, behind. You'll get there, you'll get there. Yeah. They're, they're very short and easy to digest. I usually um, binge in a day, that's part of the problem. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That's all exciting, but the most exciting part for me is this is a tactics game by Fire Axis, and they're doing it as it's a tactical RPG uh, in the style of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Which I'm super psyched for, because like, I was actually having a conversation with some friends a couple weeks ago, and we're like, hey, like, why don't we really see tactical RPGs anymore? Like, why? The, like, the last tri- big AAA RPG was Fire Emblem Three Houses, yeah. so that was like four years ago at this point. And, and then, like, Metal Slug Tactics got announced, and now Marvel... Oh, there's pro- uh, Triangle Strategy, too, as well. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's still in the making. Yeah, not yeah, actually. yeah. We haven't seen much of that yet, but I love the fucking demo. It was so good. Yeah, I want more. I'm so excited for the game. I want more Final Fantasy Tactics <laughs> remastered here, okay? Just give me that. But, like, the, the fun part about this game, and I don't know if anyone else caught this, is that there is a base section called the Abbey where you make friends with your Marvel characters. <laughs> This, that is some big old Fire Emblem vibes. Yeah, I'm so excited for that shit. I want to build up my romance with Wolverine. I want to romance Ghost Rider. Who, uh, who are you going to wife? Uh, Ghost Rider, obviously. Obviously, yeah. You're looking at me so handsome. You want that fire your hand around you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for Axis, the same company made you know all a bunch of Sid Meier's games yeah, X- and then XCOM. XCOM. So, like, they've got the pedigree behind them to make yeah. this a really good tactics game. Yeah, and I'm sure Marvel is, like, on their backs trying to make this like this is a Marvel experience and uh and how I'll, smart is Disney they're they're not oh, making yeah. the games in house but they're like okay you make this type of game really good yep I want you to make this in a Marvel thing and now you do this over here this and do is, the same thing it's like okay this is actually really smart there is a Phantom Zone episode I believe from two three years ago where I talked about this where I said Marvel should be getting into games and they should just be giving their IPs to developers who make good games 
and they're doing it. And here we go. We've got Insomniac with the Spider-Man yep. games. We got Eidos Montreal with you know Guardians and Guardians and well, oh, Crystal, Crystal Di- Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics yeah, is right. Avengers, and Avengers is the only the way it is because of per, uh, producer shenanigans. So like, <laughs> I lo- and I, I okay, I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on Avengers because I love that game. I'm I'm all, almost always playing that game, um, but. Just it, it's still like what they have is solid. Like the the story is good, the gameplay is fun. It's just the Destiny like elements of it aren't great. No. Um, but yeah, it they're doing what I wanted them to do, and I'm couldn't be more happier. This is really just the best case scenario for us. Absolutely, yeah. to see the Marvel IP being so well produced by all these really high end companies and producing these great games. Yeah, like uh. I, I have tweeted at John Drake like four times asking him to make a Daredevil game, and someday he's going to make it happen. Uh, if you give me a Daredevil game in the style of the Rocksteady Batman RPG, yes, that's be, exactly that's, what I want. That's money. That's money in the bank right there. In first person mode, it's just a blank screen. <laughs> like that audio game we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's just going to make an audio Daredevil game, and I'm going to play it. <laughs> we want producer credits on that right now. Yes. Um, but I think the really neat thing about Midnight Suns that they, uh, I heard that they talked about is that the character that they're actually reviving in the cinematic is a whole new yeah. original character that is you. Uh, it, she's called the Hunter. Yeah, and how neat um, is that? And she's fully customizable too, so like you can like create her any way you want, and you can like assign her like abilities. It seems, which is like the way to do it if you're going to make an original character. It's like okay, you are a self insert in this game. Uh, do you want adamantium claws? Do you want repulsor tech? Like, hell yeah. What kind of hero do you want to be today? Yeah. Give me Cap Shield. I'll fucking go all day. Um, <laughs> which Cap is going to be my squad. Cap is Cap is a god. Uh, do you think they'll do the whole um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Like, if you have these p- characters in your squad, you get bonuses? Yes, they probably will. Yeah. That's that's per, that's, a, that's a, uh holdover. Like, that was in Ultimate Alliance 3. It's not in Avengers yet, which is crazy to me. Um, it's because it's the only you've got the Avengers. Like, how would you do that? Well, you could, because Avengers has uh, comic book things where you get uh, buffs for collecting comic books, which is really cool. Um, and you get to look at the covers too, which is always fun. Uh, but yeah, like th- that's a thing that will probably happen. Uh, I'm excited to see if there's more characters in this because, like, it seems like there would be more people in this. Oh, there's gonna be so many characters in this. You'll you'll start with your your base, obviously, but then be like, oh, DLC this character, DLC this character. Yeah, here's Moon Knight. Here's um the 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 Sentry for some reason. Here. I mean, at the end of it, you could totally see like the entire Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. You know, roster in the Midnight Suns game. I'd love to see uh Fantastic Four representation. I'd love to see like some villains thrown in there. Put Venom in it. Why not? I mean. Or do you think they'll stick with like whatever heroes are using the originals like kind of storyline this is based off of? Well. If I remember, well, they didn't. They don't have that because Nico from the Runaways is in in this game, and so is Magic. And I don't remember if Magic was in that original. Nico is definitely not because Nico was like two that was made in like two thousand four. Gotcha. Like okay. Uh, but yeah, I am I'm excited to play this. Uh, I want to see gameplay, and we're gonna get it. I think September first. September first. So like a week from now. I'm looking forward to seeing the gameplay because uh, I love me some Texas RPG. Like I just I, do I get off on that stuff so much. Oh mm. man, I, I you know I've just been I've been eyeing play, replaying Project Cross Zone 
for some reason because I, I remember that game. I really liked it. I was like, yeah, if I want to play want a good tactics RPG. You gotta play some Front Mission Four. Ooh, yes, I agree. Yes, like you talk know. about a series and you just come back. Like, bring me back Front Mission for the love of God. There was off topic for a little. There was like rumors like four years ago that Front Mission was coming back, and I was like, yes, it's happening, and it never did, and I got so sad. Actually, there's a thing on Twitter about a three or four weeks ago now, I think, where Square Enix was like doing this development talk, and they're like, oh hey, by the way, here are some mechs that you can use as base models and it was like everything was was vonzers from like front mission room everyone's like is is there more front mission coming like is this a yes. sign of things to come they, yes i hope so if even if it's a mobile game i'll fucking play it i love front mission oh jesus christ not a mobile game they killed the front mission franchise in like the early 2010s all right so yeah, i don't hear did. it all right so let's move on to the next really really big thing that came out was halo infinite multiplayer yeah looks good i mean i don't have much to say other than i'm excited for halo infinite uh, once again, a cinematic trailer that made no sense. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was just a beta. You could have just thrown more footage, like right. Like we know the game is playable. Like yeah, they're like, oh, this is the season pass cinematic, and the whole time I'm like, this is Halo Infinite, but like they don't tell you it's multiplayer until after the fact, and I'm like, is this something to do with the single player? Like, why are there multiple Spartans? Who's this woman? Why am I seeing multiple versions? Yeah, of her? why is there a woman in my Halo? Okay, no, that's not what was said here. We do not need ever, I'm, I'm the just, entire internet flaming us. Okay, I'm just kidding. You, everyone who's listening who knows who I am knows I'm kidding. Go back to your incel base. Oh, okay. <laughs> Women can't go to space. All right, let's go. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> more importantly, we get a date for Halo. Yeah, December 8th. And I'm praying to God that sticks because I am so tired of not being teased for this game. But this is weird, because it's coming out later than any other Halo has ever come out, because yep. it's usually a November release. Mm. And it's being released without Forge, without co-op. Which, which is fine. I mean, people just want the multiplayer, let's be honest. Yeah, is it really fine, though? Is it really fine to be releasing a game that's not fully finished, but still charging full price for it? The multiplayer's free. The rest of the game that people are going to be paying for. Well, I mean, pay it for it when it comes out. You get the multi free mul- free to play multiplayer. Like it <laughs> like I don't know what people expect. Like it's like it's it's the same game, sure, but like See, they're going to be making all their money off the season pass for the multiplayer and then like the campaign's yeah, obviously And the if you want to buy the campaign, buy the campaign. But like I I'm just saying like they're you're getting a free multiplayer suite while you wait for the campaign. Like, it's not... Well, you're not waiting for the campaign, you're just not getting the co-op campaign, which has been a, you know, a part even, of Halo even, for years. Even then, I'm like, I don't... I'll pers- this is just a personal thing. I really don't care about co-op, so... I'm sorry that you don't have any friends. I don't have friends. That's but... not true. <laughs> you live with your friends. That's true, I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, so another game that's coming out that we're really excited about is uh, actually an old... Call out to old school side uh, beat em ups in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. This game came out of nowhere and looks fucking rad. And April O'Neil is playable. Yeah, by the way. I, I mean, that scene, that's when they really came out of nowhere. It was like all of a sudden, April O'Neil is. You know what's funny? Shredder's Revenge revealed that yesterday, and today, Nickelodeon All Stars said that she's going to be in the game. Coincidence? I think I don't. I think it's not a coincidence. No, of course I think not. It's they, all they, a big marketing scheme. They definitely planned that. Yeah, of course they did. I love April O'Neil. Um, put Cat Dog in the game. Put a Fire Emblem character in the game. Let's do it. Yeah, you can't have a fighting game like that without a Fire Emblem character. That's the kind of rule now. Thanks, Nintendo. Yeah. Thanks, Akurai. But I think it's really important that we have April in the game and because we haven't really seen her be anything more than the damsel in distress. Yeah, least, and April's cool. I like April. At least from the early 90s cartoon. I don't know about the newer cartoon. If she had a bit more of a prominent role in a bit more... Oh, she's, she's more 
kick ass in the new stuff. Oh, okay, that explains yeah. it. Yeah. And, and it's, she's good in the new stuff. I, I, I generally like re- really like new Ninja Turtles, and I'm probably in a minority when I say that, but like, it's good. It's good nostalgia. Stuff. I actually have not seen any of it. I don't know. It's it's about fine. It. I mean, the rise in Ninja Turtles was all right, but like the Nickelodeon show from like 2012 was good. Like, there's good there's good Ninja Turtle stuff out there. There's always good Ninja Turtles. Once again, internet. It's marketed to children, not for you, you yeah. crazy assholes. Who cares? This is bad. I'm just not going to watch it. Like, Stop right. crying. Uh, we want to touch on Super Monkey Ball. Yes. Banana Rising, whatever the heck it's called. Uh, Morgana from Persona 5. Can we talk about the fact that they're like, they're like using the Persona music and like yeah. the voiceover, and then this little thing at the moment says the voiceover and BGM not actually included with the game? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Oh, I mean. Thanks for the character model? Like. But it, it, she, the the bananas become treasure chests. I want more dumb characters in Monkey Ball. <laughs> you want like a Smash reveal type thing? Yes, I do. Ball? I want put Kojima in it. Put uh, they just put Cosmo Kiryu. Put Noctis in it. But like, give me the BGM with it. Like, you tell me that doing something Monkey yeah. Ball to the Persona soundtrack would not be boss. Especially because it's a Persona soundtrack and it's so like, like that that series is known for like iconic music. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing, but like at the same time, it's Monkey Ball with, with Morgana. Like they didn't have to put Morgana in. No, of course not. But like, it is a bummer that they don't have the music. I mean, in. could you think like, are they putting the Sonic music in at all, or are they just taking I, the character I models? I wish. Right. That's what put I'm Green like, Hill Zone in. Why wouldn't you take these models but like, do the same thing Smash is doing and put the music in as well? Because they can't pay for it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, honest. Well, it's all developed by Sega, so they shouldn't have to pay for it. It's a weird thing. That is weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's all in house. Like, why? But is it really in house? Yeah, because well, Persona <laughs> Persona Five is weird because Atlas is kind of its own thing, but it's owned by Sega. I'm saying like Sonic, even the music. Sonic Sonic is absolutely weird that there's no Sonic music in that game. I don't understand this at all. I cure you. I understand not putting the music in because like it'd be weird because I don't think anyone knows the accused of music instead like. Outside of weird people like me, people like, know the Yakuza music. They do, yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like that's still like a niche thing. Still, well, Super Monkey Ball is a niche thing. That's you're. You know what? You're totally right. Like, I, every every gaming franchise is a niche thing. Super. I, I do not know nearly enough people who have played Super Monkey Ball, and you should because it's so much fun. But like, it. It's just like uh, to me. I just think of Sega. Like I love Sega. I was. I had a Sega Genesis growing up, mm-hmm. and like. To me, it's still, like, a weird thing to be a Sega kid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole Sega versus Nintendo thing in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was not really sentient enough to be alive for that, but I do enjoy looking <laughs> at old gaming ads. So, but yeah, Super Monkey Ball, more dumb characters, please. Put Hideo Kojima in the game. Listen, we need a, a Smash Sakurai-type reveal, like, 30-minute footage put, for every time. Put Jeff Keighley in the game. Oh, wow. Okay. I would love that. Oh, nice. Okay. So we want to talk about Century... <laughs> Age of Ashes, this like really cool multiplayer kind of dragon yeah. game that's got really like tones of you know Legend of Dragoon and Drakengard and like cr- almost like Crimson Sky style multiplayer. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, uh, I'm a little bummed that it's multiplayer only. And there's a, there's this new weird weird phenomenon I've noticed is people getting bummed when things aren't no multiplayer. Have you noticed that when things don't have multiplayer? Yeah. People love to compete, and I think it actually goes both ways. It's like, oh, it's multiplayer, that kind of sucks. Well, it's only single player. Well, that kind of sucks, too. Everyone wants a full package, because everyone has their well, own it, things. I, I, I'm in a, I, I do this thing called Fantasy Critic. It's basically fantasy football for video games. Um, we should do one next year, by the way. I'll show you it. It's cool. Can we do it this year? 
Oh, it's too late now. No! We got, we got a, we got Why wait. would you tell me about this now? We've been doing this podcast for how many months now? A month. You're an <laughs> it's been longer than a month. It's been a month, dude. We started at E3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but he, I, the, uh, a friend there uh, is like super into multiplayer games and he doesn't really like single player games. And, I, and, and that's fine. Like, if you're into that, that you're into that. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, that sucked. You shouldn't be into that. No, if that's what you like, that's what you like. But, like, it is a weird new phenomenon to me to seeing people who are, like, multiplayer only, please. Like, and that's cool. I think that's cool. Except it's really not new, right? Since the competitive yeah. scene happened in, like, the early 2000s with all that kind of I stuff. I feel like know? Call of Duty kind of started that. Shoot. Halo, Call yeah. of Duty. Quake. Quake. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Again, Frank is right. But, yeah, let me uh, bestow my older wisdom upon you, young one. Speaking of Quake. I want to go on a, uh, like a slight tangent real This quick. show's all nothing but tangents. That's yeah. what we do here. Quake Remastered. Have you played it yet? I have not played it you yet. You need to play Quake Remastered. <laughs> it's by the same guys who did the Doom 64 Remastered. Oh, okay, okay. And it's so good. Oh, maybe I'll try it. I it's like try five it. bucks, dude. You gotta yeah, play I'm it. I'm definitely not gonna try it then. Dude, you gotta you play it. told me it's be like, alright, I'll give it a download and like, play it for 20 minutes. It's Quake. It's, it's a good Quake Remastered with a new campaign. I mean, maybe. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's all like dragon multiplayer thing. And multiplayer sells. It's uh, it games as a service at that point. People want to compete. They want to you know, go head-to-head. They want to play with their friends and all that stuff. And know? I'll admit, I've softened on games on a service a whole lot because I feel like there are some games that do it really well and some games that don't do it well. Right. But it's like, it's it, you know, it's a weird, interesting time in games. Maybe it's just, it's like... It, Sometimes it's just easier to put out a multiplayer mode than it is to like try to come up with a story, and yeah. characters, and plot, and voiceover, and music, and all that. You know. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about some Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, uh, a game that's is, been in the making for like. It's ever. been a while. This game has been talked about for a while. That trailer I, was bonkers. I am not. I like Star Wars. I like watching Star Wars more. Than I like playing Star Wars. To be honest with you. <laughs> Like, I, I, the Lego games are fun, but, like, I really only play them if they're Marvel or DC. I'm going to be, like, 100% honest God, with you. are such a goddamn shell. I know. I, I like what I like. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it... In all defense, I've only ever played the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah. And they're, like, I'm sure they're fun, but, like, there's something about... Like, I like Fallen Order. Squad, Squadrons is fun. Is there something about Star Wars games where they have to be, like, really, really special for me to get into? I'm looking at this, I'm like, I'm not too into this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I saw about a bajillion game modes Fair. for this game. And it's like, is this, like, uh, Empire for uh, N64? That one, that had a bunch of different modes yeah. in it. There was a you know, flight, and, like, a first-person shooter, and, like, a third-person mode, and it was like... Lego Star Wars has always been, you know, the more fun, kind of the lighthearted yeah. version of Star Wars. And I think you've got nine movies to go through now, and it's more than just the platforming and the third-person action. Yeah. You've got, like, racing and There's also fighting. so many new characters, which is also part of my problem is I don't care about the Skywalkers anymore. Like, they've had how nine movies now? Yes. I'm just like... Just make new Star Wars stuff without that. Without I would. Lo- that's why I like Mando so much. Is like it's Star Wars without Jedi's. <laughs> Even when the Jedi's are there, they're doing interesting things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You I, know, I'm resistance, just, rebels. I do. I do like rebels too. Rebels was a lot of fun. Rebels is a lot. Of good. Rebels is so good. Yeah. Um. It's like for me. It's like 
I just want new things for Star Wars. Just do interesting things. Like, the, that Disney presentation where they're like, we're going to make a bunch of the Star Wars spinoffs, and here's something called The Acolyte, which is like a murder mystery in Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. And, like, the Lego games are cool, I guess, but I'm just like, and I'm so tired of Luke and Anakin and Rey. Just make new stuff, please. <laughs> so much hate. I don't, it's not hate. It's more like... Are you just tired? I'm just fatigued. You're just fatigued? That's understandable. <laughs> I, can, I can totally understand that. But, you know, I think this is going to be really fun. Just Oh, yeah, no. Really fun game you could lose yourself in for, like, 30, 40 hours, collecting everything. And actually, it's, with how many game things they showed off, yeah. all the different game modes. There's a lot in that game. There's going to be a lot in that game. Which is interesting, because they shoved nine movies in that game, and, like, the fact that there's so many game modes and stuff is, like, that's pretty commendable of them to try and make this as big a game as possible. Also, you're looking at every character in nine movies, and they don't do just main characters. They don't they do, just do the side characters. They do every If I recall character. correctly, they do droids that were in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this game's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be massive. Yeah, and, I'm like, I'm excited for Star Wars fans, but personally, I'm like, eh. <laughs> All right, so let's get something that you might actually be excited about. How yeah. about some uh, Dokevi? Dokevi? Is it Dokevi or Dokev? I don't... Or Dokevi. Dokevi sounds like French. <laughs> Dokevi! Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for this game. This game looks fucking rad. I don't. I didn't know a thing about this game. I never heard about this game. But then while I was watching the I'm like, look how whimsical this is. Look it's how just fun this looks. It just looks like so much fucking fun. I mean, this is kind of a... Uh, Pokemon means GTA. Actually, notice like a lot Splatoon. of Splatoon. Splatoon. A lot of like Digimon kind of influence. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, there. definitely. Like, with all the, like the digital it's there. stuff. With the wrist mounted kind of like confetti machine that looked cool as fuck. Yeah. And like, I. It's being marketed as like a Pokemon game, but like the kids fighting too. Yeah. That's nuts. Like it looks so fucking cool, and there's like a polar bear with boxing gloves. Like they they're making a game that I'm actually looking at this. And I'm like. If I don't play this, I might be missing out on something. Yeah, like, this, this looks like something special that's coming. And yeah. it's coming from the same development team that may put out Black Desert Online. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not an MMO, which they've now confirmed, which is like, really good because that would be kind of awful. Yeah, and, like, though that I, I've played a little bit of Black Desert Online. And, like, that game has really good gameplay. Um, almost all of their MMOs have fantastic gameplay. Like, they're really good at making these things and one of the best character creations ever yes and now they're trans they're using their tech to make an online uh, like not online, an action adventure game with pokemon like it's fucking cool they're making a marketing machine that's what's happening here. yeah and i'm gonna play the shit out of this when it comes it's gonna out be so good yeah oh my god i'm like really excited about this game i i mean dang yeah this looks really exciting this was the, the show stealer for me. As much as, like, Midnight Suns, this was, like, the other thing where I saw, I was like, that is something special. I was like, look at this new IP that's not coming off a franchise and not coming from, like, a really... I mean, obviously, they're a developed developer, but, well, like, it's, not, like, a, you know, like a AAA franchise machine, you know? Yeah. It, it, they're... They're... I'd call them more up-and-comers now. Yeah, for sure. Like, they've, they have so many things in development, and I'm looking at them, like, they are contenders right now. So I think we're really looking forward to Kevy, the Kevy, the Dokev. Hey, we're gonna look at the pronunciation. If you can, if you can figure out the pronunciation, please email us at askcomicclub at gmail.com. Wasn't Keely saying Dokevy? I know they're putting they're putting the e at the end of it. I'm gonna have to watch the interview afterwards with Keely because I want to know. And because since it's a Japanese word, you usually put the emphasis on the second syllable, not the first one. I saw that in the in the gameplay walkthrough that the the. The Pokemon are called like Dokibi or something like that. Dokibi? Yeah. 
uh, D-O-K-E-B-I. Dokebi. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's supposed to be pronounced like that. Maybe. I don't know. Dokebi. <laughs> I we're thought gonna, it was like an Escape from Tarkov type thing. Listen, we're, gonna, we're gonna fuck it up the entire time anyway. Yeah, I'm um, excited to play it. So uh, we'll jump right back into Marvel for you. Are you looking forward to Marvel Future Evolution at all? I just I'm gonna download it just because I'm so curious on what this thing is because it's an open world action RPG on mobile. So you could argue that you know Genshin Impact was really kind of a surprise last year and how much it took off this like Breath of the Wild Chinese oh, clone that came out yes. right so now every game clone is like oh shit we can do this and we'll make money off of it okay they... hot damn let's go so like here comes Marvel just coming down the fucking tracks someone this shit. okay some studio out there please make a Breath of the Wild Marvel game Please, I'm begging you. I don't, I, I don't know what character you do it with, but please, I want to see it. You're getting it with Future Revolution. Yeah, right? but I gotta play on my phone. You know they're gonna like put Wait, it on tablets. On they'll, they'll port it to PC like Genshin, and they'll put it on console. They'll, it'll be everywhere. If it's on PC, I'll play it. It'll be over, everywhere in like six months. I'm gonna Google after this show to figure out if it's coming to PC. Because if it is, I'm playing that shit on PC. Oh my god! And I was like, oh my god, this, this is a, this is a genre now. This is becoming a thing. It looks cool. I mean, I don't know. Mobile games don't really do much for me. But I, I saw this and I was like, what are they doing? This looks like they're making an actual game. Yeah, yeah. And then in the th- same thread of that, we have uh, Tales of Luminaria, which is now uh, a, a game in the Tales franchise in the same vein as Genshin Impact and now Marvel uh, Future Revolution, where you've got this open world fantasy <laughs> game. Yeah. yeah. On mobile, and it's like, this is going to become a thing now. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. You got an open world game with catchy gameplay and gotcha systems. It's like, goodbye, everyone's free time, always. Yep. I've got like, a friend who's obsessed with Genshin Impact. And, like, Marvel's going to take this formula and, like, throw their huge oh, IP dude, behind with it. Oh, like, fucking, a Marvel gotcha game is dangerous. That's... Are, are, there's already two, two out, right? Well... There's already a gotcha kind of... Tactical game, right? Uh, the it's, it's not really like gotcha. It's not really that one's not really gotcha. It's more like you kind of grindy more than gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you buy characters, but it's not like you buy them directly. Essentially, like uh, it's not like you're putting a coin into a, a vending machine. You get like here's parts. yeah here's Spider Man's emblem. Like oh cool, I wanted a Spider Man, but thanks. I think it's just really interesting to see how the uh, gaming landscape keeps evolving year to year with all these like different games come out, and then you get like something that's kind of a new formula, and then it just takes off. Yep. Battle Royale systems took off a couple years ago, and then we've got like this open world mobile system Crazy taking off to now. Me, that battle royales are, are like they were the biggest thing, and now they're they're just Fortnite. That's all the one that's left. PUBG still exists. It Call does. Call of Duty Warzone is and very big. We got big. Bloodlines. Are you all excited for Bloodlines, everybody? No? Okay. I'll sit back down. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Bloodlines, you want to... I know you really want to talk about that. You really want to jump Just that? release Masquerade 2. <laughs> I don't fucking care about this game. It's a battle royale game that's like a two years too late. Just... For the love of God. Well, we can always say that Vampire Masquerade type games never come out on time. They don't. They, this does not happen. And like, it's such a cool universe that they don't use nearly as often as they should. You're right. You're right. The World of Darkness is the coolest, and there's that shitty werewolf game that just came out. 
That's that like, kind of cool, actually. It it, ha- it looked cool in the trailers because I was like, oh, it's like Devil May Cry, and then I played it. I was like, this is nothing like Devil May Cry. Ah, that's such a bummer. Yeah, it was not. The cool thing is though, like about that game is like the the switching between the forms is really cool. Oh, yeah. That's the only cool part about that game. Um, like, we did one thing really well, and they're like, what about the rest of the game? Like, eh. <laughs> it's an f- action game that I played once. Um, don't buy that game. It's not good. Uh, yeah, but there should be more World of Darkness games, and this is what we're getting. It's fucking pathetic. How about an open-world mobile Tales of Masquerade game? I would play that. <laughs> it takes place in, like, London. Yeah. And, like, but, like, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate London. Yeah. Right? right? And there's a Frankenstein there. We want producer credits on this. Yes. <laughs> There's a Frankenstein there, and a werewolf, and a mage. Listen, I am just full of good gaming ideas today. I got this. There's also ghosts. If only I had money, and talent, Man. and the company, and parental money, and a trust fund. And Whoever owns the World of Darkness IP, just give it to Rocksteady or somebody. Just fucking, just whore that shit out. No, no, sell it to us for like pennies on the yeah, dollar. Yeah, and then and we'll then, sell it to Rocksteady. And then we'll, we'll, no, no, we'll license it. Yes. That's how we get the money. You license it. You don't sell it. You license it. Yeah, we'll buy the IP off you because you clearly don't know what you're doing with it fucking assholes yeah so please contact us at uh was it ask comic club ask comic club at gmail.com that's right uh if any company out there wants to just sell us ip for pennies on a dollar like penny stocks we'd, we'd really like that actually yes um bobby kotick if you're stepping down uh i will gladly become ceo of activision so i can destroy activision well yeah co-ceo here we can totally pull this off no yeah. we won't destroy activision we'll just make it better yeah i'll f- i'm starting with firing everybody um <laughs> not everyone people need well, jobs well yeah well the people who are innocent they stay but like everybody who is like i'm taking scorch earth here <laughs> hr gone uh that waterboarding lady fucking gone i'm sure she's down oh step down already but fuck her Anyways, I hate Activision. <laughs> yeah, so uh, back on track here. Let's talk about Tales of Arise. Comes this game out next month, and there's a demo out right looks now. Looks so fucking cool, dude! I'm excited. Like I was never into the Tales series until I saw that Tales of Vesperia is coming to Switch. I'm like, oh hey, that actually looks like a really cool little RPG that I'd love to sink my teeth into. I played the one on PS4, and I haven't finished it yet. That one was a lot of fun. It's just like so fucking long. <laughs> Tales games are so long, but you know they're your classic JRPG. They so are. They're gonna have the length. They're gonna have all the characters, all the weapons and armor. And Arise looks like it has a combat, fun combat system, and I'm like, oh yeah. That looks, and it's like the first like real 3D, fully yeah, yeah. 3D uh, Tales game. And it, and like it looks beautiful and. Pretty sure it's being done in the Unreal Engine, isn't it? I'm, yeah, it is. And it just looks gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, I've never been excited for an Arise game because I just don't, I've never really played them. Right, we've never really played Tales game, but, like, Tales of Arise looks really good. Yeah, and, like, this is the first one I've seen where it's like, oh, they're doing something with this. All right. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm going to try that demo, and I am in, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. And then we've got Sifu, like this really neat little Sifu. like kung fu yes. game where you follow this dude through like decades of. It's got a cool uh, aging mechanic where every time you die you age. What if you just never die? Well, you stay a seventeen-year-old friend. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful, actually. That's just life, man. <laughs> no, no, it is not life. Every time you die, you age. That's uh, <laughs> think about it. No, I'm pretty sure every time you die, you die. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. No. But, uh, like, John Wick style gameplay, like, fighting, like... Hell yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's like, neat. And, They're you know, doing like, it. Another original IP with a kind of a cool uh, idea behind it and some concepts that we've never really seen before in a game, and we're just really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it looks cool. 
That's all I got to say about it. I mean, the combat looks fucking brutal, and that's what I like the most about it. Yeah, um, I think that combat, the combat is going to feel just really satisfying, like almost like the Batman Arkham combat. Oh, how, dude. That, how that feels really satisfying in your hands. There's there's some... Like, the trailers that they shown, the craziest shit is just, like, the punches thrown are so brutal that it's like, yes, this is the game. This is the game I want to play. I want to spend time here. I want to hurt people here. Yes. All right, this is the really big one. This is the this is the way too long gameplay trailer. Yeah, but we needed the long. Did you? I did not need a gameplay trailer in the same vein of Kojima games. I needed to see all the new shit, and what they showed was great. If uh, you're not following it, we are talking about the de- de- uh, de- de- Death, Stranding. Death Stranding director's cut. Yes. Well, director's game really not really cut because it's not really well anything. that's like, more of like a sony thing i bet where they're like you have to call this a director's cut like yeah. uh, <laughs> uh we're gonna call this death stranding extended edition really that's what he yeah and you know what i i i like these changes i'm like this is what he needed to do i think this is like these are smart choices to do uh the the cargo buddy that like it's like a like a walking soup okay i was like your uh atst here yes it's so Basically. good I was like, I I didn't play Death Stranding because like, uh, Mailman Simulator twenty sixty three didn't really do it for me. It, it's but, a it's a long game too. Yeah. I don't think you would be as into it as I am. Right. Um, um, but it looks like they're doing some really good, cool quality of life changes for oh, yeah. the game. They they're they're putting Metal Gear missions into the game, which is cool. Some people are like, oh, this is gonna ruin the game. No, it's not. <laughs> I gotta say though, like you, he looked really ridiculous, being like, having this gigantic thing on his back and be like, okay, I'm seeing around. Like, really, they're not gonna see this well, box. That's above other boxes. That's part of the game too. Is the sneaking around? It's like the you sneak around from BTS and like uh, mules, which throws Triton spears at you. It's pretty cool. Okay, okay, <laughs> but yeah, I, I know there's been a little bit of uproar with the uh, MGS style. I but it's I, like it's Kojima. Of course they're gonna do it. I think for a director's cut, it's fine and it's gonna be optional. So who fucking cares? Right. Um. I again, like, I I feel like. Again, people who are like, Death Stranding's weird, so it's bad. Those people are wrong and should stay wrong. I mean, games don't have to be normal. Think Art art shouldn't be normal. Games aren't normal. <laughs> yeah, like, there needs to be weird shit sometimes. And, like, I get it. You don't like nonsense, but, like, it's not really nonsense. It's just, like, silly stuff that has a message to it. And I think people kind of forget that. Or, like, are willfully not getting it. But, you know, I can't change their minds, but, you know. Death Stranding, my point is, Death Stranding is a good game, and I think this is going to be a really good kind of director's cut. I mean, there was what I saw, the, the like, launch the cargo cannon thing, and yeah, your buddy boy there, who you can just ride. So it's like, that point, it's like, do you even need to walk in this game at this point? Or well, do you just ride your friend the whole time? There's, like, vehicles and stuff in the game, too. So it's like, you aren't just walking. Uh, a lot. The, the beginning is you walking because like there's progression where you you start off by walking and then you slowly st- start building like, infrastructure into the world mm-hmm. and then they introduce vehicles and like there's a lot of cool mechanic. Like it is cool. Like as you progress in the game, there's like fucking highways and shit. Uh, now did I see this? I mean, it was such a long trailer. I kind of get distracted every once in a while because you know an eight minute gameplay trailer. In like an E three type settings, like what are you doing? Um, what, did they add racing? Did I see that? Correctly? Yes, they did. Okay, so that's just weird. <laughs> I mean, it's like they like it. Like, oh, okay, it is. Death Stranding director's cut have some mini games. It is and it isn't because there is multiplayer components in the game, right? And I feel like this is just like an extension of that. Yeah, 
And again, this is all optional. Like, you don't have to... Right, it is optional. And uh, they added, like, a training thing, too. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty smart. That, that's helpful because, like, a lot of the weapons and stuff are, like, confusing at first. Yeah. Because, um, like, you... I didn't know this, but you, like, you can... Okay. This is going to sound ridiculous, Frank, when I say it. But uh-huh, I uh-huh. promised you, in context, in the game, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, you can relieve your bladder in the game. Okay. And part of the the to fight the enemies like your your body excretes like this pheromone or some shit into your into like into your body bodily fluids essentially okay and they're infused into your weapons oh that's weird so I didn't know this but you can actually empty your bladder on the BTs and it'll like like stun them <laughs> and it it works and I'm like holy shit that's crazy I'm gonna pee on you to win and like it's it's cool as fuck that game is so good I can understand not liking it but like man. But hey, you've got a PS5. Like you're ready to go with this. I game. am. I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. It'll keep me over until Guardians drops. When is that coming? Out? When is the director's cut coming out here? That is next month. Jesus. I want to say the fifth. September is loaded. Oh my god. <laughs> god. <laughs> god. God save us all. And we're like we were talking about like like September is loaded this year. October is loaded. Early 2022 is ridiculous. Yep. I mean, we've got here, we just the rundown here. Just a quick Elden Ring. Ghostwire Tokyo, Horizon Forbidden West, if it sticks to its uh, release date, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Pokemon Legends, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Nobody Saves the World, Rainbow Six Extraction, Saints Row, Sifu, Stray, like, Salt and Sack, like, who's got time for all this? It's just, man, crazy. Like, I, you know what's even crazier? Like, 2023 is going to be even more crazy. Because of, like, think of all the stuff that is being held back now because of COVID. It's all going to come out at the end of 2022. Yeah. You know? And then, like, it's just going to be nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I mean, September 2021 is going to be nuts. Oh, my God. There's so many games coming. Oh, my God. That Like, you have to scroll down to see it. There's so many. I mean, like, there's, and there's a bunch of really small ones in here. but like Yeah, but it still counts to, like, stuff to play. I mean, we've got... The Artful Escape, which is what I'm really looking forward to, which is kind of just a small little I indie can't game. wait to play Clash of Chefs. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, like, Life is Strange, True Colors, NBA 22K. Oh, the Medium's coming to PS5. I forgot about that. That, that. I like that game. You should play it if you like Silent Hill. Uh, we've got Tales of Arise, Warrior Wear, Get It Together, Deathloop. Uh, I mean, it's just this is insane. Aragami 2, which we are really looking forward to that one coming out. Yep. Kena Bridge of Spirits looks really good. You should totally get that. Diablo 2 Resurrected, the Death Stranding Director's Cut, the new Dragon Ball Z game. Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> that game looks awesome. It does. I mean, like, I don't want to play the crap out of that game. Like, uh, there, there's so many crazy things going on. Like, I mean, the, Lost the, Judgment, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot's coming to Switch. I mean, the New World MMO is being officially released at the end of September. Yeah, Diablo 2 Resurrected, which, meh. I mean, we got the Idle Wild. DLC, which came out of nowhere, like, it's just, it's just... The, and October is just as packed. It's I mean, just so Back for Blood. Like, Back for Blood is coming in the same month as Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. That's crazy to me. It's just, we'll touch on that later on in the year, but it's just... It, like, the next few months, up through February, March, is just, it's insanity. Like There's gonna be a lot to play. Uh, being an adult's hard when you have to work for, I, for There's time. probably gonna be whole episodes next month of us just talking about games that came out, honestly. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we're here for. Yeah. The big, big titles. All right, Hunter, tell me one cool thing you did in gaming this week. Um, I've been playing Ace Combat 7. and Interesting. Because I, I, I beat War for Wakanda, and it's, that game's great. Um, it's a great expansion. 
the final boss is a little shit, but whatever. I wasn't really expecting amazing things out of that. But Ace Combat 7, I picked up. I got it at the Humble Bundle because it was like 14 bucks. Okay, and Ace Combat's a really solid series. Yeah. Um, is this for the PS5? Or PC? for PC. For PC, okay. Um, and that game's gorgeous. Yeah. And also, it is so much fun to just fly around and blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but are you a true flight simulator player unless you have got a joystick? I don't have a joystick. Ah, Because I can't afford one right now, but... <laughs> I, I'm playing this game like, you know what? If I had a joystick, this would be the greatest game of all time. <laughs> right? Ace Combat is one of those like really underrated series that people have always loved, but it's been like years since the new one's come out. Th- there was a VR one that came out. Oh, recently. God. Make me sick. And like... I say that, but I don't want to play Star Wars Squadrons with VR, so like... Yeah, that, me that is the coolest experience ever. Like, <laughs> that game is awesome in VR. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Ace Combat's awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. We're really happy to hear that. It's also got a batshit insane story, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, these games aren't about the story. It, it isn't. <laughs> uh, Frank, what did you do? So I discovered a little indie darling this week called Unraveled. Oh. On right, Game Pass, right. I've never actually played it, but I was like all really right. uh, wanted to explore the world and. It's a cute little puzzle platformer, so physics space. And it's, it's adorable. It's super adorable, and it's a lot of fun, and this story is actually pretty deep and sad. It, it's a game that really grew on me. Like I didn't like it at first when I first played it, and then like as I got like further and further into it, I was like, this is something. Like They made a really good game here. Yeah, this it's a really solid physics-based platformer, and it's just... Oh, I'm, I really enjoy it. Like, I, I will just dive into the levels. Like They're not too long, which feels really nice. Yeah. And they're challenging, but they're not too challenging. Like they, I've only gotten to a couple places where I'm like, this is really frustrating at this particular moment. And then you figure it out. It's like, oh, all right, of course, of course it's one of this. Yeah, it's a weird not... It's an EA game, which is weird, but also like... It's it feels like an indie game, but it kind of isn't. Um, it's very gorgeous. It is. It's a beautiful game. Uh, and then there's a new one that's co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the first one. I, I I'm not into the idea of a sequel. Like certain games, like I don't need a sequel. Like Last of Us, I didn't need a sequel. I'm yeah, like playing one. through this one, I'm like, with the way the story's going, I'm like, how is there a sequel to this? Yeah, it's like it just to me, it's like don't. You made a really good game. Just make something else. But I like to touch on the fact that, like, this is what Game Pass is good for. Is like, you just play oh, yeah. a game and you like, spend, like, 10, 15 hours. I'm like, oh, this feels really good. <laughs> Bella is very happy to see yeah, us. Yeah, Bella is just so excited right now. But that's, like, why I like Game Pass. It's like, oh, I can just try this game out that I've always had my eye on, but I never really wanted to put full money into. And it's just nice to, like, download it, play it, uninstall it, and just enjoy it. Yeah, it just... I've played so many games. In fact, I'm going to start Psychonauts 2, hopefully, tonight. But, like, game. I've played so many games through Game Pass I probably would not have played otherwise. Exactly. That's why I played Outer Wilds. That's why I'm going to play 12 minutes when I'm done with Unraveled. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard about whatever the issue is, but I'm not going to... I was not a big fan of 12 minutes. <laughs> and it's not... I just think it's kind of a weak game, honestly. And well, I'm not there yet. I know. I will make decisions. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, though. Oh, I, mean, I will play through it, and we will have a discussion about it. Yeah. Because there's like, so much star power behind that game. There is, but we'll talk about it. All right, all right. It. When you play it, we'll talk about it. 
I'm just not a big fan. Well, as always, you can find us on Twitter at GameStetson for me, at Young under slash Comet under slash for my friend Hunter here. We are also on Facebook at Frank Comic Club Stetson and whichever Hunter Davenport's whichever one, Whichever one you find, that's me. We also have our Comic Club uh, Facebook page and our Comic Club Twitter, which is... I'm gonna get the info for it, so I can actually start doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll, I'll get that to you soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, follow us in there. Write it right into us. Talk about whatever. Askcomicclub at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read your email on, on the show. Yes, Dan. Donkey Kong is amazing. Um, I agree. We'll get there. That's gonna be like a, an episode within itself, and there's not so much other stuff going on. But yeah. Um, also, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, if you could just rate the show, like that would be tremendously helpful. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Uh, I don't have anything else I want to talk about. Uh, uh, God bless the ring. <laughs>